The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free gaming community website at enjin.com. Listening to the Those Guys with Ships show, the first cast community podcast. That's what. It oh, is. you're still, so close! You're I so still close. Don't have it down. Sometimes I can get it. Sometimes I can't. Okay, my name is John Abraham. It's a final countdown. Oh, I mean, uh, my name is Jimmy Croker. And I'm Ace Azmi. I'm Gleep. happy I planted that seed. Yes, absolutely. Gleep is uh, Gleep is out and about, uh, hoping to uh, to get probed by aliens. He's wait. He's not out and about. He's uh, he's on a walkabout. He's a walkabout. Yeah, on a walkabout. <laughs> on a walkabout. You wait. You know what a walkabout is? Aye. How do you know all these words? How do you not? You didn't. You didn't read the show notes, the previous no. notes, did you? No. Walkabout is a thing. It's a word. Yeah, yeah. I know See? it is. We defined it on the previous show. <laughs> Ace has almost got like a like a sixth sense. <laughs> no, I just read a lot. Stop reading. Uh huh. <laughs> Never. So, uh, letters from Gleep. We were, uh, John and I were chatting with Gleep uh, via text earlier today, and uh, Gleep was at the uh, Reno Air Races, got abducted last night, I'm quoting Gleep, uh, la- la- launching today in Io, unsure uh, with the uh, rest of this week holds in store, but we'll be heading to Area 51 next week. And then... Uh, he wrote back. Uh, he wrote back. Not abducted. Damn it. Dropped off at a bus station outside of Gearlash. Apparently not aliens. Just leftover campers from Burning Man. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That's rough. And did you guys hear what happened at Burning Man this year? Well, real, real quick. My favorite was John. John's response, which was, "How many juggalos did you see?" And Gleep, without missing a beat, wrote back forty-two. <laughs> so what happened at Burning Very Man? Nice. Uh, so there was a huge infestation of bugs oh, in Burning Man. Oh, yeah, I did hear about that. Yeah. So when you said leftovers from Burning Man, I'm like, ooh, that's that that can't be a pretty sight. I think aliens might be more welcome. <laughs> well, hopefully Gleep will uh, get his uh, wish when he gets over to uh, to Area 51 and uh, will be probed. I'm not sure why that's a thing with him, but um, okay. What happens between Gleep and the aliens is for their and their thing. I, I'm not going to, you know, what one oh, man likes, yep. that's fine. Who am I to judge? Who am I yep, to judge? Exactly. Uh, we are Those Guys With Ships. This is episode 44 of the Those Guys With Ships community podcast. See, John? Today is 9-23-29-45, Earth Standard Time. 
Thank you, Ronald Jenkins. Magnetic moment. This magnetic moment. I already made that joke. I know, but I wanted to make it again. Uh, is uh, the intro and outro off of his 2012 album, Days Away, which can be found along with all of his other fine music at ronaldjenkins.com. Ace. We'll listen to you. You sound like you've got your trending wheels off. You're, you're just the dulcet, sweet tones of first cast. I am, I am coasting. Ace, tell us all about yes. your week. How was your week? Was it fun? Was it exciting? Did you do things? Yes, yes. And to catch up on a little bit of um, uh, discussion from last week, uh, there's been a lot of Arma that's played lately. Shout out to Johnny11 uh, Bravo, who has been, him and Vendus have been spearheading some Arma gameplay. <coughs> um, we did some um, missions that involved rescuing people, taking down bases, and getting trapped in giant firefights. Nice. So, I have settled into my role as sniper, and I found that I thoroughly enjoy it. Very nice, John. We know what you've been doing. I've been watching reruns of Johnny Bravo. Oh, nice. No, I haven't. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm not sure if I should feel happy for you or sad. Did you guys ever watch that show? Uh, yeah. I've seen it forever once. ago. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? I don't remember, honestly. I, I, I was honestly, it did not make an impression on me because I can't say one way or another now. That was, I was, uh, I, I was in my twenties, and um, my twenties are kind of fuzzy. <laughs> why is that? I tell us why. Ah, well, you know, things and stuff, and that's probably for the best. Yeah, that was it's sort probably. of that was during the era where Cartoon Network just had a ton of shows that were just like the weirdest thing, like. Cow, Chicken, um, Johnny Bravo, Ren and, Cat Dog. Ren and Cat Dog. There's another one. Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, there was a weird. There's a weird era. Although the era that I of Cartoon Network that I remember the most is the era of Space Ghost Coast to Coast and. Um, oh, I loved Space Tsunami. Ghost. I love Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Where did that Space Ghost was Tsunami. a was a Hanna Barbera show, wasn't it? Yeah, well, and then they, they the gave him a desk Cartoon and he Network. became a talk show host. Yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah, it's a little bit more coarse than the original Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Yeah, I just think, I thought always thought it was weird because I would see that, that uh, the talk show one. And I always thought it was weird that this guy has a talk show and he used to be like this crazy Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Well, I, you know, one could say that um, he liked to be in the loop... With the other uh, cartoon uh, characters. Uh, uh, oh. Speaking Jimmy of in the loop, Ace. Jimmy did a thing. Our squadron commander, tell us what's going on in in the loop, 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 loop. So this week, as uh, lampshaded last week, another big word for everybody. Um, uh, our discussion is unusual and interesting loadouts for arena commander. Lampshaded, as defined by drinking too much and passing out with a lampshade on your head. Uh, I meant lampshaded as in foreshadowing, but that works too. Oh, that's what you meant. Yes, in a literary <laughs> sense. 20s, fuzzy. Lampshade. <laughs> I have a feeling you were probably lampshaded quite often. <laughs> quite often. Um, so, the this started with a, a couple discussions that I was having. Um, the original uh, germ of the idea came from uh, our round of Vandal Swarm a couple weeks back that involved uh, getting a bunch of us uh, the aggressor badges. And I was 
we were having a hard time getting all the way up to 18, so I wanted to really find something that would get some kick. So I came up with the idea of the Super Gladius. Um, and no, that's not a new ship type. It's my own formal nickname for a loadout that I've come up with. The official Ace variant. Yes, exactly. Um, it's pretty costly when it comes to wreck. Uh, costs about a whopping uh, 12000 to do for a single ship. But the way it works is, um, one, own your own Gladius, or rent uh, two of them. And in, and in my case, rent a second. And the reason why you rent a second is because what I discovered is that the missile pylons on the Gladius are interchangeable. You can swap them around. So when I rented the second Gladius, I was able to remove the uh, double missile pylon, the double size two missile pylon from the second rented Gladius and put it on my own, which meant that I had four size two missile slots on either wing. Uh, coupled that with a uh, rented um, set of Tempest 2 cross-section missiles and a size 3 shield and the Gladius goes from a pretty good fighter to downright cheat-worthy. Nice. Having having 8 CS missiles and an anti-shield missile uh, or anti-missile shield uh, attachment makes the ship kind of unbalanced. Just a little bit. <laughs> that sounds scary. The only scary. weakness it has, it does. Oh, and it's it it is. I feel a little guilty when I use it because it really is. Those missiles, if you have enough of them, are really fire and forget. You just lock on a target, fire two or three of them, and unless they can get behind an asteroid fast enough, there's just nothing they can do. You know what yeah, would be would've... worse than an anti-missile shield? An anti-shield missile. A missile. Well, that doesn't even care about shields at all. Just goes straight through. Is, isn't that what the data spike is going to be? Something that can go directly pat, bypass the shields and attack the, the systems of the ships? I believe so, yes. So um, so this this Super Gladius was one of the loadouts that I came up with, and it required some some working out. Like I had to sit down and like be like, can I, can I really do this? Can I make this work? And And like I said, it's costly in terms of rec value, but you can do it. Um, the other one that I came across was the Sniper uh, Delta. Um, so the, this is the Mustang Delta, uh, which has, um, you know, the, is it, is, it, is it Delta? Yeah, the Delta has the rocket hardpoints. Right. Yeah, the dumbfire rockets, yeah. Yeah, you can remove those, and they become a size 1 gimbaled mount for guns. Ooh. Really? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. I did not know that so, either. So I came across, in a game of Battle Royale, I came across a very nasty surprise. Someone had done this and put size 1 neutron guns, gimbaled, on every single slot. Wait, gimbaled? Mm-hmm. So, so the, the neutron guns are size 1. Yeah. And the, uh, the Delta's hardpoints will accept size 2 fixed or size one gimbaled weapons. Oh, okay. Wow. That's crazy. So if you put size one neutron guns, the neutron guns, they they shoot very slowly, but they hit like a Mack truck. They hit so like a Mack put, gun. Like, yes. There we go. <laughs> Our Halo reference for the night. Like a Mack cannon. 
Um, so you put six of those on the uh, the Gladius, or the Gladius on the uh, the Mustang Delta, and if they can get all six gun guns on you and a single bead, you're toast. What about? And it happened to me while I was flying my Super Hornet, just like pop dead. And I was just like, what was that? What about and the camera switched to that other ship, and I was like, oh, that's clever. What about overheating though? Well, you. I mean, the whole idea, that's why in the, in the show notes I have it listed as the sniper delta. The idea is that you're firing very slowly um, so that you you can manage your heat. But if you can hit with all six guns, the amount of damage that's done is enough that you don't really need to worry about hitting twice. Fair enough. So, I mean, the way he had done it, he had, he had all six guns slaved to his primary trigger. So he just pulled the trigger once, all six of them would fire, and then he'd wait for the next chance to fire again and then hit it again. So what kind of range can you get on there? Is there like a, a time uh, to uh, what, what do you call it when there's they're almost like a the distance. neutron guns are almost instantaneous. Okay. They like I said they're like they're like, they're like a sniper high high damage high speed but low rate of fire. So um, how many times would you have to hit, let's say a hornet with these things to take it down? Not many. Like three times three or four maybe that's pretty cool so yeah. i mean it, it's offset by the fact that the delta itself is is in the it's you know it's sort of like a glass cannon because the delta itself is very fragile um it is not a uh, a robust ship but that loadout i mean and and it it has a lot of zip to it so you could you could uh zoom in hit an unsuspecting target once or twice and then disappear uh, and and leave him uh, debilitated or spinning for others to take out, or you could you know hang around for a little while and finish off the job. Might be an interesting loadout for uh, for my ghost. Yeah, I have to look at the yeah, I have I... to look at the missile hard points. So now um, when you uh, you'd referenced uh, anti uh, missile shield, are you mm-hmm. are you talking about the uh, splash shield? Yep. So there are two types of shields that are available in the rec store. There is anti-laser fire, which is anti-direct fire, and splash, which is anti-missile. So the idea is you have shields that are either really, really good at absorbing um, laser cannon fire and dissipating it, but but will get cut through like a hot knife through butter with missiles and ballistics, or you have shields that will do the opposite. They'll repel explosives and are good against ballistics but uh, are very weak against laser types so, so it's a it's a uh, give and take sort of arrangement now I have um, I've upgraded my uh, ghost with mm-hmm. uh, the um, the level four uh, mark uh, what is it the mark 404 um, and uh, that's a direct damage shield okay. uh, shield generator. So, okay. what's your because you you do a lot more PvP than I do, um, which I actually would really like to start doing more often. Uh, what do you prefer? Um, I prefer personally. I prefer the anti missile shields, and that's mainly because in PvP you come across a lot of people who are carrying the CS missiles. So when you come across a missile, when you're in an exposed an exposed area where you no matter what you do, you cannot dodge the missile, and your shields are going to have to eat it. Better had to have a shield that is designed specifically to dissipate that damage, 
than one that's not. Um, gunfire is a pain, but usually I, I, I'm pretty good at, at dodging, and I can, uh, I can avoid fire much easier, direct fire much more easily than I can someone who decides to fire a swarm of, of uh, unlockable missiles. Interesting. With um, with a swarm of unlockable missiles, because um, I was playing with missiles uh, recently, do you find it's... Personally, do you find it more difficult, or, or do you find it more effective to launch a volley of missiles as opposed to... Because what I've, what I've done in the past is I'll usually launch uh, one or two, but it mm-hmm. doesn't seem that effective. But... Is that accurate? I mean, is it better to, As to a launch rule, a bunch? I usually fire. I usually fire my missiles in pairs. Okay, all right. Two of them at a time. Okay. Um, I'll lock two and then and then hold down the button to fire both of them simultaneously. Now that sometimes means that that my enemy will slip behind a rock and I've lost two missiles. Um, but at the same time, it means that if I get a hit, it's either debilitating or dead. Right, right, right. And then you don't use any of the stock missiles. Um, with the with the Hornet, I do mainly because okay. there really isn't any other option. There, it carries size one missiles, so you're either using EM or the Marksman Mark One uh, IR missiles. And the Marksman uh, Mark One IR missiles are they're decent. They do their job. They're not they're not the sort of unbalancing ship killers that the CS missiles are, or or God help us all, the Gladiators giant size three missiles. Um. But they they're pretty effective. Nice. And then is there um, is there any price like I've I've played with on my ghost. Um, I've played with the um, with the laser with the lasers and uh, and the and the Gatling guns and I've played with uh, the shielding. But I haven't really messed with missiles all that much. Uh, is it I forget. But the it's size one missiles on uh, on the Hornets, correct? So, is there a better? Are there better size ones, or are they all relatively the same? Well, so if you're if you're relegated to size ones and you want to really scare the pants off somebody in a random game of combat, what you want to do is rent a uh, a set of EM missiles, and this is hard to do because of the way the hollow table is set up. But you want to um, leapfrog your missile selection in your racks, IR EM, IR EM, and then mirror that same pattern on the other rack. Okay. What this means is if you lock twice on a target, you will lock one IR and one EM missile. Oh. Most pilots don't, you know, when they see the, the, the signal for IR pop up, pop flare. When they see the signal for, uh, I, you know, EM, pop uh, chaff. Right. But if they see both of them pop up at the same time, it show it throws people for a loop because they're they're conditioned to select a uh, a countermeasure dispenser and deploy it. But if you get, I mean, the advantage of my the the neat advantage to my uh, voice attack profile is that when I and I'm and I apologize and I will continue to apologize for repeatedly yelling the word counter in your ear. Um, but when I give that command, my system automatically cycles between EM and IR deploys both types of countermeasures and then cycles back to start again. Really? You're going to have to... Um, we'll have to talk later on. You'll have to show me that macro because um, 
I have uh, I have a pretty basic setup where I say countermeasures and then it switches to one or the other and then I say launch. Uh, I use oh. fire as my command for my missiles and I use launch for my uh, for my countermeasures. Uh, but I'll do countermeasure and it'll load in either or. And so sometimes I'm like countermeasure, countermeasure, launch. See that's and that's why that's why the the method that I have for spacing out your missile groups is really handy against someone like you. Yeah, no, but totally. Like I said, you're used to se selecting one type of countermeasure and deploying it. But if someone fires, you know, uh, an IR and an EM, <clears throat> and I've I've considered doing this on a uh, Gladius just for the hell of it, putting one of each type, IR, EM, and CS just to see how people react. Just so, like, when they see all three icons pop, like, what do I do? <laughs> how do I handle this? Um, the uh, the last loadout that I had to mention, and I'm curious to see if you guys have experimenting. Mean, obviously, it sounds like you've done a little bit of experimenting. I'm curious if Jonto has. Was the little Aurora that could. Um, and this was done with um, putting a size 3 shield, either... Um, splash or direct fire um, you know, to, which, to whichever your taste obviously we've discussed mine and then for the missile loadouts on top putting uh, four rattlers up there and loading the, the gun hard points with either bearing M4s and M3s or a pair of Omskis size 6s and size 3s which are uh, respectively size 2 and size 1 so they'll fit on the hard points and it hits pretty hard. Oh yeah, I'm sure. You really love the Aurora. I do. I think it's I think it's a really undervalued ship. It's undervalued people, for a reason. Well, but but I can still kick ass in it. That's <laughs> the thing. Uh, you know, people don't And and to be fair, I guess this sounds conceited, but maybe it's partly just my skill that I can make the ship work for me. Because last night we were doing some Marina Commander, and Dietrich was belly aching about how the Cutlass didn't fly very well. I went out and rented one, hopped in it, and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. This thing is kicking ass. Uh, it may have to do with the fact that I had size two guns, two or three size two guns, and then both of my mantises from my um, Hornet, all facing forward. So yeah, that's a lot. That's a it, lot of firepower to bring to bear. Yeah, anything that got in my my sights just got shredded. How is the how is the survivability though? Because I, I mean, I have I have a black, and I find that I I can't. And I've put an upgraded shield in it, but I found that I don't have a whole lot of longevity when I'm getting hammered. I'm curious about taking it into Vandal Swarm and seeing how it handles. Um, it feels to me very similar to the um, what's it? Uh, the Valkyrie from Planetside 2. Okay. It's uh, it's not really fast, but at low speeds, it can be very maneuverable. Yeah, no, I, um, I agree with you on that. Um, I, I do find that really ship what, maneuverable. That's what matters to me, is, is it's not so much the super fast speeds, it's the maneuverability. Can it get out of the way? Right. Um, loving last that at one point, um, um, one of my buddies dropped the core, bounced off a rock and dropped the core. I angled my nose down, decoupled, and skimmed the face of the rock and picked it up with the, with a cutlass. Stop it. I mean, it was just like, 
It's like, ooh, might scrape the nose cannon off on this. Pick it right up. And I was like, okay, I'm good. That that works. Let's keep going. Nice. So, what about you, Jonto? Have you done any uh, loadout experimentations? No, I don't like loadouts. I just like vanilla with, uh, you know, it's easy to understand that way. I don't have to figure out how much power to put in places. <laughs> John, you, you have John just, hornet, yeah, right? John just got a super hornet so he could pew, pew, pew. That's honestly, that's like 50% of it. <laughs> so here's something I, I challenge you to do for between now and our next Sunday meeting or at our next I Sunday meeting. No, I don't like challenges. John, John doesn't I, like homework. John is adverse to challenge. Um, rent a size 3 shield. You have enough wreck by this point, I'm sure. Yeah. And then, and then rent yourself a pair of mantis cannons for the wings. Okay, I've tried your... the mantis before. I think it must have been... Uh, I can't remember where I tried the mantises. The thing I so don't do like about the mantis... Do you fly mouse? I, I fly mouse. And okay. the thing I don't like... So you like gimbals. Yes, I like gimbals, ah, but I don't okay. like ballistic weapons because that's another thing I have to think about. See, I like games where I don't have to think. That's why I like first-person shooters because <laughs> all I have to know is how to point at something and shoot it. You still have to worry about your ammo conservation in a first-person That's shooter. true. But I'm already thinking about so many things in Star Citizen that... I was going to say, to be fair, the Mantis, the, the guns on the Mantis carry a boatload of ammo. They really okay. do. I honestly, yeah. I was, this week, I was going to post in the forums and ask what people thought about loading out the Super Hornet. Um, because I am just running it, just playing stock. stock. Yeah. So, a couple things you should know. Firstly, you know that, uh, that gimbaled nose cannon on the front? Yeah. You can remove that, and it becomes a size three static gun. I did know that, or or um, or a size two. Well, actually, that brings up a good point. I wanted, I actually wanted to ask you about that. We, you got to remember too. John and I both fly gimbaled. So, is it worth it to put a size, a single size two gimbaled weapon on the nose versus two size one guns on the nose? It depends upon what you're shooting. If you're flying something that you want to... If you're flying all gimbaled, then you'll want to have all of the same type of weapon as much as possible. Really? Yes. So you don't want a, a mix? You don't want to... Uh, like, for example... The problem, the problem with the way the IFCS works at, at currently is that the, the system will try and uh, put one of the target boxes over an, over an enemy ship. Okay. Like the way that the, the auto targeting, you know how when you've got the lag, the lead or lag pip, yeah, it will try and put one of the boxes. So if you've got like three different types of weapon groups, you'll more often than not get one or two weapon groups over the target, like ninety percent of the time, but not all three. Okay. But if you have all three of the same weapon, if you have the, the same weapon and same gimbal system on all of the hard points, then it all becomes a single fire group. And they all fire on that on that one reticle. So you're almost always guaranteed to get all the fire you want on a target every single time. Huh. It's it is referred to in the community as monoboating. Okay. Where you have one one ship with one type of weapon across all hard points. See, I had thought like with the ghost, I've got um two size one um 
uh, on the nose. I forget what they are, but they're ballistic. I'm trying to look them up right now while I'm, while I'm chatting with you. Um, and then I've got the Behringers, the size 2 Behringers on the wings. And the logic in my mind on that was that you had uh, you had a ballistic weapon, uh, long swords. So mm-hmm. I've got the long swords on the nose. So uh, those are burst fire, aren't they? Yeah, but it's a ballistic weapon. And then I've got the the Behringers on the wings. So I've got the uh, laser repeaters, and I've got ballistics. I would think that having both is more of an advantage because you're able a mix is good what you want a mix though if you're going to have a mix of weapons is you want a mix of similar types and similar setups um so when i'm running my mantises i don't put bearing m4s or oninskis on the same ship okay because those are slow firing slow shooting and the bearings and the bulldogs are all fast repeaters. Right, right. That may, well, that yeah, that does make sense, and it makes sense why the two pips don't line up. Right, and then also, um, if I'm flying that setup, I will gimbal lock all of the guns. So even if I'm even if it's sitting on a gimbal, I lock it to the nose position. Well, that's because so that yeah, but that's because you're flying stick. Well, but I but here's the thing. Um, I do have some loadouts that I can fly um, where I I will make use of the gimbals. One of the things that is... It's taxing to fly this way, but it's a lot of fun. Um, There is a setting in Arena Commander that will allow you to unlock your head to look around the cockpit with your mouse. Yeah, yeah, I have have that. This works really well for me. I have that that, uh, uh, bound to my mouse. Okay, well, so I can fly with my joystick and have that enabled. Okay. And also have it follow my gimbals. Oh. So... I can be flying off beam, so my nose is pointed, say, 20 degrees off of you. Right. And I can be looking to the left at you as the, as the target, and my, my guns will track even as I'm spiraling around you. Oh. Um, and so if I equip all size twos, which are all gimbaled, then I can fire that setup. But that means that I can't use my mantises, which is why I gimbal lock when I'm using the mantis guns. Gotcha. Um, but if you want something that hits hard and slow... You can do stuff like the Amninskis or the Bearings uh, or the, um, for a very short period of time, the Sledge. Do you guys you guys remember the, the Sledge drama that happened a couple of uh, weeks ago? No, I used to, I had them on uh, my ship before they changed the, uh, the size specs. Why, what was the drama a few weeks ago? So, so the Sledge was a size 2 gimbaled weapon right. that sat on the nose of the 300 series. And was, in its role there, pretty unassuming. And then CIG, all they did was change the size requirements and made it a size 1. But they didn't change the damage, rate of fire, or heat consumption. So suddenly, which, and it and it hit pretty hard, but you yeah. could only fit, you know, like one of them on the ship. Suddenly you could fit, like, six of these on a Super Hornet and just one-shot anything with ease. Um, and so for a, for a while, the dominant uh, um, weapon that you would see in Arena Commander would just be everybody would be running with sledges. That's all anybody was using, sledges and missiles. Okay. And it made the game really, really unfun because there was no variation. Right. You'd fly in, you'd get shredded with sledges, and you'd fire your missiles, and then you'd die and then repeat. So, so. I'm assuming they've fixed that since. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they... they when they when the uh, when the exploit became 
prevalent. Uh, they did. They made changes to the heat and power and, and uh, weapon specs for gotcha. the, accordingly for a size one gun. So, what you're saying then, as far as guns go, is it's okay to use ballistic and and uh, laser, but you want to use weapons that have the same um, the same turn radius, if you will, the same uh, rate of fire, so that you're right. able to. And, and it's funny. It's funny. I think I've been doing that unknowingly like when i was experimenting with guns i found the right combination based on the way that the pips would line up and the uh long sword and the Behringers line up almost all the time right like and i've i've found it's one of the reasons why one of many reasons why i prefer to fly my hornet over every other ship um is that the, i get a beat on someone and all four guns i'm able to bring to bear Right. So that makes sense then. So you're saying it's basically because those ga- those guns have a similar uh, ref- uh, uh, fire rate and a similar turn rate that you're going to... And that makes sense. that You're going to get those pips to line up more. Right. I have been curious to try, just on an absolute whim, some, some really asymmetrical loadouts. Like, fit on one wing... And this will this will have to this will have to require much more control over the um, weapon grouping system, which is right now bugged. It does not work very well. But um, fit one set of a Hornet with with direct fire spray and pray guns, and then fit the other side of the Hornet with uh, uh, you know hard hitting um, slow firing guns. And just bind them to separate keys and see how well. I, I mean, the answer I'm, I'm sure will just be uncontrolled chaos and probably not a very good kill ratio. <laughs> but it might be fun to try just to see how it works. No, totally. Nice. Well, I, you know what, dude? I I have actually picked up a few things from this conversation tonight, and I hope that the folks out there listening have as well. Yeah, and and Jonto, I challenge you. Jonto's Jonto's asleep. It does seem that way. He's, he's very quiet. John, John, wake up. Wake up, well, John. What? What? Where are we? Yeah, ha, ha. Hey, thank God he's flying an Aurora Orion and not a, a Hornet. Uh-huh. So, um, Ace, you and I were in uh, this uh, Sunday's meetup. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, was, uh, it was myself, it was you, it was Avi Physics, Buckshot, Dietrich, uh, Martok, and uh, Spaz. Uh, I didn't get to stay too long. I had some stuff. The, the missus and I were doing some things. Uh, did anybody else jump in? Um, a few people. Um, shout out to Mouse, one of my nice. uh, buddies from college, who finally got a hold of. He's got. He built built himself a new rig, and he has started doing what everybody does when they build a new rig: play all the games that you couldn't play before. All the games. All the games. Yes. Yeah. So like, I was I was watching his his Steam uh, list of games. It's just like Dota. And now Arma, and now like one after another, just like oh look, it's so pretty. On to the next one. Oh, it's so pretty too. My uh, um, my wife calls that uh, her uh, her wall of shame. It's all the Steam games that she wants to play and never gets around to playing. Yeah. <laughs> well, so so he um, I gifted him way 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 back uh, an Aurora package. Just be like, hey, I you're a good friend, and I want you to be able to play with us. And so he was like, my computer cannot run this game. It, it just is not going to work. And so when he got the new rig, he uploaded it, installed it, played it, and was just like, this is amazing. And I was like, I know, right? Welcome. Um, as a matter of fact, last night, 
uh, he was navigating the store with Dietrich and I, trying to figure out what he wants to get, and he's upgrading to a 300i. Nice. So very cool. Did he? Uh... That was we did. We did some capture the core, um, and we did some capture the core with auroras as the core captures. Again, with my love for the aurora, Jonto. I'm I'm really happy for you, Ace. <laughs> I uh, I, I got to be honest with you, Ace. I, I kind of hate capture the core. I, I understand it better. Kind of hate it. I hate it as well. Why? I like the pew pew pew. I like my goal is to find someone and shoot them. I like that way better than you trying can, to capture can, a core. You can do that and capture the core. It's called playing defense. No, I feel like if you're in a hornet and somebody is in pretty much any other ship because every ship is faster than the hornet. Yeah. And they get the core yep. and they get out of your sight. If you're not if you're not insanely quick to kill them, they're just going to be gone. And you yep. can't, you cannot catch up with them. There's nothing you can do. And I beg to differ. I um, beg to differ. What can you do? So okay, if we're gonna get into fighter theory. St- um, stay oh. by, stay by your uh, core. Well, there's that. Can, but I, can I can you hear just John give do. me a, a quick and dirty example? I mean, fire over. The, it's the simplest answer is fire over their shoulder. Fire over their shoulder. What that means is. If you can force somebody to turn, they lose speed. Okay. And when they lose relative speed, you gain you you gain distance and you get close. This is a tactic that I've used, and and again, this this is something that I that I've done. This is a tactic that I learned. I first picked up playing Isle Two, when I would fly against fighters that were much faster than I was. But I found that if I could get my opponents to bank, and turn and slow down then despite the fact that they were flying faster ships, I could get a bead by getting closer to them. Doesn't always work, but um, you can get an, if you if you can fire over someone's shoulder and they see the shots going past, their instinct, their instinct is to turn because they want to avoid being hit. And as soon as they turn, they lose speed. And that's and that's true even in arena commander, unless they unless they they decouple, they will they when they have to bank, their thrusters turn and their and their relative speed to you lessens. I'll have to try that next time. That's um, that's a good tip. I hate it when you add logic to the conversation. John just wants <laughs> to go pew pew pew, and to a large to a large extent, I agree with him. I, you know, the thing for me personally, um, the the mode I like the most is squadron battle. That's the one I that. I, I, I loves. I don't like free for all as much. I don't like capture the core. I, I love squadron. I love that you know you're working with a team to try and kill the other team, um, and you know the tactics that you talk about are tactics that we can actually put into real practice. Right. That's my jam. That's the one that I like to play. Um, I like battle royale because I want to be the very best that no best one that ever, was. ever was. You're the best around. No, no, it's Nothing's see, ever gonna take you down. I was, make, was making. I was making a Karate Kid reference. Okay. Uh, he wants to be the best that ever was. Who? Which one? Which one was your starter Pokemon, Jato? Uh, Charmander. Charmander. Yeah. I was always a Blastoise, a Bla- uh, Squirtle kid. I gotta have the fire type. Yeah. I was a grown up when that came out. <laughs> I chose the grown up. I was Professor Oak. <laughs> <laughs> it was your dream to collect all the po- Pokemon that ever lived? Jimmy, do you want to get a, 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 a Pokedex full of them? No. 
No. Nope. But then, but then to be fair, I was a real big fan of Spawn and Max, and John has no idea what I'm talking about. I know what is Spawn is in the McFarlane comics. Yeah, we were talking about that in the okay. last show. You, do you, okay. you know who Max is too, right? The, the spinoff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got I got a uh, I got a 1996 McFarlane uh, Max figure the other day. I was very excited about it. I saw that in the notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I I am uh, familiar with with Todd McFarlane's run on some of the comics. It's some of the stuff that he did. I can I can so. hear I can hear John nodding off. <laughs> I feel like this has become our episode, and John is just like, oh, to, I'm so tired. How to keep John awake. Moving on. This week from around the universe. Verse, 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 verse. On verse. Nice. On Twitter, <laughs> uh, Freedom posted uh, an amazing uh, scale model of the solar system. Did you guys have a chance to check this out? It's about a seven-minute long video. Basically, these two guys, Alex and Wiley, uh, head out to Black Rock Desert, uh, and they want to show you a more realistic scale of the solar system. Uh, and uh, they basically they use a, mar- a marble size to represent uh, the Earth, and very enlightening. Well worth the seven minutes. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was very cool. Uh, and then they did a uh, stop motion to capture the orbit, and it really gives you um, a, a good idea of the scope of our solar system. I would recommend absolutely everybody watching it. Because I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the science. Uh, I gave uh, Avi a uh, virtual fruit basket uh, because uh, that's what I do when I'm given access to the Versecast account, which, by the way, folks, I don't know what happened. I clearly, Gleep and John had a, a momentary lapse of, of sanity and logic, but I now have access to the Versecast account, and I will be tweeting from there as well from time to time. Dear God, help us all. Yes. John, uh, I'm sure you've been very amused uh, to, to log in and see uh, Isaac from the Love Boat, uh, Fruit Baskets, uh, and all other manner of bizarre JPEG, yeah? See, the thing is, I don't know who's tweeting it. So <laughs> Now you do. Now you do. Um, By the way, I have some breaking news. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Gleep, Gleep just popped up in my Steam list. He is currently playing Planetside 2. What? Yeah, that's wow. not real. Nope, I'm looking at it right now. That's impossible. Leap in game, Planet Side Two. Uh, he wouldn't uh, even play that if he could. <laughs> I'm, that's why when I saw it popped up, I was like, "What?" That makes that makes, that no, makes sense. no sense whatsoever. Maybe the aliens got him, and they were like, "Hey, friend, check out our next gen PC." And he was like, "I can't log. So, I can't log into Star Citizen." Maybe that's what it was. So, I, that that's my only guess. Uh, we'll have to ask him about that when he gets back. Say, friend, before we start probing you, play some video games. <laughs> Humans, they like those are friendly aliens. I like that. Humans, they, they get distracted easily when they're playing video games. Watch how easy it is for us to probe him now. Uh, Can we probing. move on from the probing? Probing. Anyway. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I've got access to the Versecast account, uh, and I've been handing out fruit baskets. Uh, Craig Merrick uh, wrote a uh, lovely review of the show, so he also got a fruit basket, because that's what I do. Uh, Danny Confalone? Uh, Confalone? Confalone? Sure. Okay, sorry, Danny. Uh, showed us uh, all his Canadian beaver, and um, it was bushy. That's Fell weird. In- yeah. 
Yeah, did you have a chance to watch his, his beaver video? I did, yeah. It was bushy. The it beaver. was weird. I liked it. I'm just not... I just. I, See, this is what happens I'm, when you don't I'm go to Twitter. I'm and I shouldn't be, I'm sure. But <laughs> really, your wording. Canadian beaver. Gotta love it. Uh, Felinor. No. Just no. Huh? What did Felinor do? He was trying to tell me. Sounds like he killed your firstborn. He, He's what happened. He was trying to tell me oh. that Wing, Wing Commander was a good movie. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, those okay. were good days. <laughs> uh, Ad uh, Adnanan and uh, Gleep also posted some uh, really cool uh, air show pictures. Uh, is it like air show season or something? I is guess that so. What happens? Like, do they all like happen at the same time of year or something? I. So what you don't understand is that this is this this is the flocking season, so that they come out of all their hangars. And they show off their plumage and their tail numbers, and there's a little bit of mating dance, and there's a little little contest and show, and then they all go back for the winter. Ah, okay, clearly. Well, gentlemen, uh, I hope you are having a good time. Over at uh, official Versecast, which again, I have access to. Oh God. <laughs> uh, we are uh, officially uh, on the base uh, every uh, Saturday. And uh, I had uh, retweeted them this past Saturday. Uh, basically, it seems like we're on at 3 p.m. PST. Uh, I guess they've been rebroadcasting us for a while now. And uh, John, did you just forget to get the memo out to us? Or what happened there? I think somebody forgot to get the memo out to me. <laughs> well, in any case, um, if uh, anybody uh, is uh, a fan of the base... Uh, you can check us out, uh, the Versecast episode, uh, every Saturday. Uh, it looks to be at 3 p.m. PST. Uh, I had a wonderful conversation with uh, Star Citizen Lore. And uh, basically, and I, I love this idea, he has found a very creative, or is planning on having a very creative use for his Starliner. He is going to start a franchise of Starliner brothels. I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this, too. <laughs> I think this is a fabulous idea. I approve. Uh, they are, uh, he is very much in fiction about it. Uh, they are owned by a corporation uh, called the uh, Dirks. Dirks Corporation. Mm -hmm. Huh? So, Dur so long Dirks. as they're sex positive and they're safe, I'm okay with Dur it. Yeah, Dirks. No, I agree. Uh, Dirks Pleasure Corporation. And the tagline is, uh, it's magical. Be safe in space. On Durex Pleasure Boat. I like it. Yeah, uh -huh. I like it too. Uh, Star Citizen hashtag has uh, a uh, new fan made uh, like kind of teaser. It's called Flight of the Constellation uh, V2.0. Did you guys have a chance to check that out? I saw that today. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. I really like the way they did it. Um, very found footage. Very first perspective. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but uh, it opens with uh, someone uh, making a distress call. They've lost their ship, and they see a derelict constellation uh, in uh, out a little ways out, and then they move forward to uh, to the ship. And it's like a seems like it's like a teaser to a larger story, you know, uh, kind of like a um, I guess like a movie trailer. Uh, so it doesn't give a whole lot of story. And who's breaking stuff back there? That would be my cat, who is being aggressively uh, affectionate right now. Uh, aggressive affection, gotta love yeah, it. Yeah, she she keeps she keeps bumping the table, and I'm just like, what do I do beyond just be like, shoo, sweetie, I love you, but but I'm recording something here. You will pet me now. That's pretty much. She looked at me, looked at the table, 
looked at me, bumped the table, and looked back at me. Like, what are you going to do about it? Pets. Pets. I can has. I can has pets. Um, but yeah, Flight of the Constellation version 2.0, very, very cool. Uh, and so yeah, that's uh, you know kind of it from Twitter. And then John and I had talked about uh, going over to uh, official RSI and just kind of freeforming and going through uh, some of the stuff that's on the hub to kind of get an idea of how difficult it is or isn't to navigate. John, you over there right now? Yes. So tell me some things. What are some things that you found? This this is the part of the show where I wake John up. Uh, there's a Lego P52. That is pretty so, cool. Yeah, I like it's it. It's actually, it's pretty much like every, or no, that's the 8-bit, 8-bit chips. So tell me about the Legos. It's uh, Merlin made out of Legos. <laughs> it's actually was this impressive. Submitted to the, uh, was this stuff that's submitted to the Lego Kuso or Ideas No, this shop? is on the official hub page on RSI. Ah. Yeah, the new have, community hub. Have you had a chance to play with the new community hub, Ace? No, I haven't. I've been too busy working on my loadouts. It's pretty neat. It's um, We talked about it in the first show, how uh, we kind of feel like the stuff could be organized better, um, but it is sort of a beta thing right now, uh, so I'm sure they'll, they'll iron it out. But there's some pretty cool stuff if you uh, look through there and like this Merlin. Um, actually, I'm super impressed how someone can make a Star Citizen ship out of Legos, and you can, like, perfectly tell what it is. Yeah, totally. And, yeah, I was I was impressed with the Hornet one that showed up on, on Kuso, yeah. on Lego Ideas. And then, yeah, the Merlin is even smaller, so it's kind of crazy how they can do that. But uh, I showed Jimmy, um, and I actually found it from, from uh, through Solidus in our, uh, our forums. Uh, somebody made some 8-bit versions of a bunch of the star citizen ships i think i think it's pretty much everything that can be player owned right now um Neat. what i'm just waiting for someone to make the full-size idris and or a javelin there is an idris these are, these are 8-bit we're not talking about legos anymore oh, okay we're talking about 8-bit like graphic type oh yeah okay wing commander graphic yes yeah <laughs> um so those are pretty cool i i wish they had like wallpapers to go with them so i could have like a the 8-bit orion shooting 8-bit lasers at 8-bit asteroids um i like that yeah i think that would be a kind of a cool thing i, I like the 8-bit style i think it it's timeless um by the way another gleep update he is now playing war thunder oh boy <laughs> are, are we sure Gleep's not, like, actually getting hacked in real time? It's possible. He's just, like... He's not getting hacked. Uh, then maybe he's at a trade show? I don't know. A trade but, like, show? I have no idea. Like, I'm trying to think of, of, of a scenario in which he'd be sitting at a computer powerful enough to run something like War Thunder or Planetside. I think it's possible that he got, a, he laptop. got a laptop. I think. I, I think it's possible. We talked about it. I don't know. We'll have to see next next week. No. Is it? Week after week next. Week after next. Yeah. He'll have an update for us. Um, He's, well, it, it is late at night. He may not be on his walkabout right now, so he may be sitting with his laptop playing the video games. In that case, if when he hears this, have at it, man. Good fun. <laughs> uh, so, Jimmy, have you found anything good? 
Yeah, um, there is a uh, really cool uh, size comparison uh, link. Uh, if you guys click on that, I just dropped it into the show notes. Uh, that uh, does a really. Uh, I, I always, I'm always a fan of these, um, but this one is uh, not the kind of uh, universal, you know, where they show all the ships kind of in gray box and compare them to uh, each other. This is someone dropped a bunch of ships into real world backgrounds. And, wow. uh, oh, I've seen this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's kind of staggering when you see the comparison to like a 747. Uh huh. Or you see like the M50 comp- next to um, you know a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, race cars. Oh yeah, I did yeah. see that one. That one. Yeah, they're a lot. They're a lot bigger than you think they are. Yeah. It was well edited though. Almost looked real. Some of those shots, especially the one with like the helicopters and the. Uh, What's the troop transport? I could never remember that one. The the one that was part of the the uh, next great starship. You mean the uh, Redeemer? Yeah, the re- is that it? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's Redeemer. The Redeemer with like yeah. the scissor engine. Yeah, yeah, next, yeah, next, next to the next to the, the hel- H yep. the H one Cobras. Yeah, that one. Got a yeah. That's a. That's a big ship. Those next to those Cobras. Uh huh. Got the Connie next to the freight train. Uh, the uh, the Retaliator in the football stadium. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Is that really wow? That's that's how big that thing is. Wow, that's huge. The uh, the Reclaimer next to the uh, 747s. Yeah. Well, and the Redeemer next to um, another Redeemer, the Vanguard next to the shuttle landing uh-huh like that's like you don't get a sense of how big like i've i've been to the smithsonian seen the shuttle that's a big piece of equipment oh yeah absolutely and to see it in relation to the ships in star citizen is very very cool yeah anybody find anything else ace tell me you're over at the hub looking right now i am i'm i'm i'm, I'm combing through these images right now. I think um, this proves the point that, um, and this was the point that I think that I wanted to make by doing this specifically, uh, in that, you know, it's, there is a lot, CIG has done a very good job of collecting all of the user, uh, the the fan base stuff, uh, the podcasts, the live streams into one place. Um, It's a little, the front page is a little jumbled, um, but once you get comfortable with navigating it, um, I think you'll find uh, that you can f- you can get a lot of information very quickly. Uh, if you scroll all the way down, one of the, my favorite new features is uh, the uh, dev tracker. One of the things that I've always uh, found difficult is occasionally I will find something from Ben or I'll find something from James uh, that's really cool. That's that's uh, something that is in a conversation in a thread that you wouldn't normally find, and. If you scroll all the way down to the very bottom of the uh, community hub, you'll find that there's a dev tracker there that has uh, all of the posts of the course of the day. So you're able to see uh, what James has posted. Uh, ben Perry's got some stuff up there right now. Uh, Megan's got some stuff up there as well. Uh, Turbulent uh, Scott over at Turbulent has posted some stuff as well. So it's a great resource um, if you're curious uh, as far as getting it from the horse's mouth. But hasn't that been there before? Well, it's always been part of well, it's been part of the community hub, which is new. But um, no, I, we've had the dev tracker page. Before yeah, but is this right? 
We have, but it's not, um, if I remember correctly, it wasn't as easy to navigate as this. Oh, okay. Uh, the dev tracker page, which I've visited a few times, doesn't have, I could be wrong, but I don't remember it having, like, all of the, like, replies to threads that uh, the community have started. I'm not sure. I haven't, didn't really look at it that much, because I don't, like, tracking devs. <laughs> uh, podcasts are great. Uh, we now know how many podcasts, or at least how many podcasts have posted on the community hub, which is nice. I was always curious about that. You know, um, it always seemed like there were, you know, four or five, but looks like there's what, three, six, nine, 12, 13 different podcasts floating about there. Oh, wow. Yeah, but there's only one that's the best. This one. I speaking, agree. Speaking of, uh, this, John, uh, you know, when we don't have show notes, not the best radio. <laughs> I don't know. I'm enjoying it so far. John, <laughs> tell tell the good folks about going and upvoting us over at uh, the Hub. Yeah, just head over to hub.firstcast.org. I set up a handy little forwarding address so that it's easy to find. Just give us a little upvote, thumbs up, like. Um, and then leave a comment. We'll we'll probably read it on the show. I th- oh, I feel dude. like this is probably a better avenue for reviews than iTunes, just because this is probably the best place to find us if you're already into Star Citizen. That's a that's a good point. We are up to uh, fifty nine uh, likes, which is very cool, and uh, a whole host of uh, delightful and lovely comments. John, what were some of the good people saying about us? Uh, well, MacVirus says Versecast and those guys with ships kick ass. I'd listen to most of the yeah. Star Citizen-related podcasts on a weekly basis. Versecast has created one of the most interactive and genuinely engaging gaming communities I've participated in. The podcast is also one of the best among the Star Citizen lineup. Here's why. And I love a certain... I, I like this bullet point specifically. The podcast provides mostly accurate and updated weekly information. <laughs> yes, mission That's pretty good. accomplished. Yeah. But in a non-assuming and non-pretentious manner, listening to their show is like hanging out with friends talking about the game. They host their own in-game org and online forum community that is very active with weekly meetups and daily forum chatter. Not only do they offer one podcast, but two one for the general star citizen community and one for org participants. Check them out if you haven't already. So thanks nice. for the comment, Mac. There is a there is a host of super cool, super awesome comments uh, that are over at the uh, official hub. And uh, yeah, good times. Definitely go check it out. And uh, John, we have some uh, we have some internet in general stuff going on, huh? Yeah. Um. So who was it? Uh. The leader of Mog Nation's Star Citizen Wing, uh, GameWiz, reached out to us um, so that we could plug the uh, Mog Nation's second annual Extra Life raffle. Um, so Extra Life is a charity for what is it? It's a charity for children's hospitals, um, and it's kind of a, a general gaming charity. And I think the tradition is that you do a 24-hour live stream and try to raise as much money as you can. Um, so 100% of all the donations received through Extra Life go straight towards hospitals within the Children's Miracle Network. 
Um, and last year they had a prize pool of seventeen hundred and thirty-five dollars, and uh, this year they have a prize pool of two thousand fifty-five. Um, last year they raised nine thousand one hundred fifty dollars, so hopefully with a bigger prize pool they'll raise more money. Um, and uh, wait, do I have that right? What am I talking? What is a prize pool? Oh, we're getting we're getting late in the day. I'm a little confused, but anyway. They have a lot of prizes, and CIG themselves have put up the glaive, a glaive and a redeemer, which are priced at $350, $250, respectively. So a prize pool is just, is just the cumulative amount that the prizes available cost. Okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then I, was, I read a lot of numbers, and I confused myself. <laughs> yeah, what what they raise to donate to charity has nothing to do with the prize pool. Right. Um, the glaive is really cool. I mean, that's, that's definitely really cool. Uh, kind of CIG because you can't get a glaive. Yeah. So Me, I want that redeemer. I'm sure you do. Mm-mm. Yeah. So um, information to sign up for that and donate, and I think the every five dollars you donate gets you a ticket. Um, and I think on top of that, they're giving away stuff for free during their live stream on Twitch. Um, so uh, I, I, there isn't all of the information is in a forum post. Um, so I think the best way to find it is through our either through our um, show notes or just search for Mog Nation, Extra Life, Star Citizen, something like that. And it's endorsed by James Pugh, so it's got to be good. Good cause, gotta love a good cause. Uh, it's nice to see CIG get behind uh, you know a cause like this. Uh, so yeah, definitely uh, go check out the link. And uh, John, we've got uh, got some new org members, huh? Yeah, we do. Um, so this week we hit 200 members. Um, thanks to Spax. Yay, Spax! Right after Spax joined, someone left the org. <laughs> Boom! So we went down to 199, but then we got a new member, um, Ian747474, which uh, brought us back up to 200. So, um, so we got Duzo. Duzo says, hi, I'd like to be one of those female guys with ships. I've been enjoying listening to you, your podcast for a while now, and I picture it great hanging out and flying aw- around with you guys. I currently have an Aurora LX in my hangar, and the only reason why there is not more is that the reclaimer of which I own half sits in Tabascoid's hangar. Unfortunately, my PC is too crappy for Arena Commander, but I'll get a shiny new one in the near future. Until then, I'd love to enjoy your community outside this game. Cheers, Duzo. Welcome, and, Duzo. Yeah, welcome. We need, we need more ladies with ships. Agreed. Uh, evil Tiki Man. <laughs> I'm just a single soul who seeks the company of other good-natured individuals. I'm always willing to help out those in need. Count on seeing me fixing ships with my AA Crucible. What is AA? Does anybody that know? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. He says it doesn't exist yet. So we'll have to find out what that is. Um, or picking up the wreckage with my Aegis Reclaimer, which I can't yet afford. Anyway, can't wait to see y'all in the verse. Evil Tiki Men, send us an email explaining AA Crucible. Uh, Kit also joined. Says, love the podcast and the good community is always great to find. I work in the video game industry and need something to wind down with over the weekends. So welcome, and I'd like to know uh, some more about... Uh, that video game industry if you're yeah what do you work obliged on? to share with us <sighs> glad to know guys, that we are somewhat guys, wind down guys just just let him enjoy the show just let him let him enjoy he doesn't he doesn't need to tell us what he does hey so just... don't you enjoy pride in your work 
Kai, Kai, you just enjoy the show. You be you and you enjoy the show. Hey, if this person wants to tell us, he can tell us. He or but, she can tell us. What's but wrong you, with but, that? But you don't have to. No, you don't have to. If you feel like you would like to share, we would listen to it. So Spaz joined as well. <laughs> no, it's Spax. We already Spax. have Spaz. We already have Spaz, right. <laughs> I got into Star Citizen early 2013, and I've been foaming at the mouth for every update since. Same. Yeah, in my totally. Hair, I have Andromeda, Super Hornet, Starfarer, Merchantman, 350R, Carrick, Gladiator, Herald, Sentinel, a rock with some weird hieroglyphs, and a serious lack of wallet control. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've listened to you guys. That, for a that while. last one threw me for a loop. Um, I remember the first episode, and I'm still here. Oh my gosh. Yeah, John loves those references. That's, it's been a while. Um,. I have been thinking about hooking up with you for a while, but listening to you talk about co-op gameplay and reading Dietrich's posts on roles sold me. Uh, we'll jump into Mumble, Mumble soon to introduce myself and look forward to flying with you soon. Nice. I feel like, Which already happened. I, yeah. He was, he was with us last night. Oh, right. was he? Yep. Nice. Yep. Um, I feel like reading one of Dietrich's posts could either convince you to get into Star Citizen or just make you never want to be part of it ever again. Never <laughs> buy you entirely. Yeah. Dietrich, don't listen to John. You keep doing what you do. <laughs> no, I love Dietrich stuff. It's great. Um, Ian747474. Hey, those guys with ships. I've been listening to you guys for a while now and really love the content you make and was hoping to join your ranks. Well, your hopes have become a reality because you are part of us. <laughs> that doesn't sound That's, creepy does it, Yeah, that one doesn't sound creepy. It's fine. Just I, uh, go with it. Have you guys seen Face Off? No. Not in a very long time. That's a Nicolas Cage movie, right? Yeah. My okay. my wife forced me to watch it. It is the most <laughs> over-the-top, ridiculous movie. There was... I, I can't even begin. But one of the things that they do in this movie, for whatever reason, John Travolta does this thing, uh, we call it Face Waterfalls, where he, like, to his wife and his kid, like, he... he runs his hand down their face and it sounds as weird and as creepy and as awkward as I'm describing it. So, um, yeah, your comment uh, to Ian 747474 makes me feel like you just gave him a face waterfall. Yeah, but it was John Travolta giving it. So Very true. So, that's a compliment, I think. No, it's not. <laughs> All right, I think I think I think we should we should speed toward the ending. When Jonto says it's when it's John Travolta giving it, I think we're, we're near the end now. Okay, comms at versecast.org. We got a follow up from um, Mike, aka Gremlick, uh, and I just wanted to tell him that you can upload and host files via our forums. Um, so if you're gonna just go post a new thread, um, add a file is like in the bottom right hand corner of that page. Put the the power grid file in there, and then people can download them. Um, and then he also updated us. There is now a Star Citizen social module uh, gestures grid for Rocat's power grid. Um, so if you need to do gestures in social module, you can do it really easy with your power grid if you're running one of those. Um, also, a follow up from Erwin M. Fletcher um, on the Osiris, which we were wondering about last week. We didn't know what that ship was uh, and he says hey guys I mentioned that my fantasy ship for Star Citizen if it ever makes it into the game is the Osiris 
On the last podcast, it didn't seem that anyone was familiar with the ship. Gasp! This ship is amazing! Uh, and then he posts a video of the Osiris, and he says, Oh yeah, please take my damn money now. Um, so the Osiris uh, is a community-made ship. Um, it's supposed to be a deep space exploration scout uh, cargo vessel type ship, and it's inspired by the Prometheus. And you can oh, tell. Have you seen the footage? Have you seen the footage? For yeah, it? I watched the video that he linked. It's pretty insane. It's a really well-made ship. Why uh, is there no link in the notes? There's a link. I do. Oh, it's not it hyperlinked for some reason, but uh, oh, um, it's a really cool ship. It does look very similar to the Prometheus, um, so it does take design cues from there. It's not quite as big, um, because that would be ridiculously huge. Um, oh, this was created in CryEngine, obviously. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's something I would like to see in the game. Well, let's hope it's better than the uh, the movie from which its name is inspired. Heyo! Hey, I like that movie. <laughs> of course you do. But you don't like it either. Um, I, actually, I didn't think it was bad. Um, I have my issues with it because it was billed as a aliens movie. It is an alien prequel. movie. It is. That's exactly mm. what it is. The whole giant space starfish thing. Okay. Like, just you know. It's it's alien, okay? The fact that you don't comprehend it means it's perfect. I suppose. John's like John's just like don't harsh my mail, man. Come on. I don't love the movie, but I think I thought it was good as a as There's a There's that and, and and my my other gripe and, it, and I think it's more funny than anything else is the the Prometheus school of running away from things, which is when something is falling towards you and it's rolling, don't run in the direction that it's rolling, <laughs> run sideways. Yeah, exactly. I that, that kills me every time. Um, so, yeah, I think that's that covers the emails for this week. Nice. Are we going to I, uh, I linked the... face. Uh, I, list, I linked face waterfalls for you guys. Face Thank you. waterfalls. I'm sure that will enrich my life. You'll never be the same after you watch the face waterfalls. Clearly. Oh, my God. We'll have you that. We'll I have that in I've show seen, notes for everybody I've seen too. This before. Yeah, it's horrible. Uh. It's absolutely horrible. It's so wantingly inappropriate. Uh, I love it. Is that gonna I be love the, it. I hope that's a new emote in uh, social mod. Oh, that's they, yeah. We need to upvote that somewhere. So <laughs> somewhere we need to have face uh, face waterfalls. Which is goofy. <laughs> it's just weird and creepy. Face waterfalls. So John. what's better, this or Prometheus? Prometheus, Pro, uh, yeah, hands down, Prometheus. Are we skipping uh, forum update this week? In uh, the sake for the sake of time, my only shout out is to Dietrich for posting the entirety PDF form of the 1980s uh, pilot doctrine uh, for fighter, the fighter mafia group. It's an it's in the PDF word document or PDF translation of a book used by. Top Gun pilots in the 1980s for fighter combat, and I've downloaded to one of my uh, computers at work, and it's something that I've been reading in between jobs. So it's worth it's worth a look. Cool, nice, nice. And then we got, um, I know we're running long, but we also got a, uh, an iTunes uh, review. They're actually from Stitcher. Um, so the first one is four months old. What is? Oh my gosh, something's playing. Okay. Um, the first one is four months old from the Swede, and okay. I'm so sorry for missing this, but um, it's 
it's hard to remember to look at so many places. Uh, so hopefully we'll we'll be better about looking at Stitcher reviews because they matter as well. Um, but the Swede gives us five stars and he says best star citizen podcast out there. Love listening to these guys joke and talk about a game we all already love, even though it's not quite done yet. I'm not even in their guild, but even those extra parts containing only org bits during the weeks is something I download and listen to. They gave me laughs and joy. Keep doing what you guys do. You got a citizen here who's supporting you. P.S. Who needs iTunes reviews when you got Stitcher? <laughs> ah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, Solidus listens to us on Stitcher. He says, amazing work. Great informi- in- greatly informative. Clean and polite. Plus, just all around great guys. Thanks, Solidus. You're a great guy, too. I played uh, some some Fortnite with Solidus. We weren't uh, that fond of it. In fact, I'm not sure I'm supposed to say anything. Because I <laughs> there was an NDA. So, uh, that game might be good. I'm not sure. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, well, we now have some idea of how good it you don't, is. You guys don't know anything. No, don't know anything. It, it's just a game, okay? There's, I have no thoughts on it. So, John, move on? if we wanted to start a community based around that game, where would we go? I would go to Engine.com, and who's to say if I won't do that? Because the game was probably great. And if you wanted to do that, like me, am going to do. It's uh, wow. Uh huh. Breakdown oh there. Engine.com is the place to go. They have easy to use modules that anybody can use for free. It's enjin.com. Support Ronald Jenkins. Please check him out over at www.ronaldjenkins.com support Star Gleep even though he is sitting in a hotel somewhere a Super 8 to be exact playing video games that's right Gleep we know and this is what happens when you reply to my texts while we're doing the show <laughs> support me Jimmy Croker uh, you uh, as of this Thursday you will be able to hear me spinning tunes in my character Jackson from my Herald uh, over at the base, uh, 9 p.m. PST. I am super excited about it. Um, it's an opportunity for me to share something I'm extremely passionate about and have always been passionate about, which is music, um, and to share it in a way, to share it in a new passion, which is Star Citizen. Um, this week's episode is the theme is Lost. And the music is loosely based around being lost in space, lost in your mind, uh, lost at the bar and Levisky. Aww. You can also find me over at Twitter at Jimmy Croker. Uh, you can find me uh, over at uh, versecast.org under my handle Jackson and email me at Jimmy at versecast.org. You can follow me at the only Jonto and pretty much everywhere else. Um, you can email me at John at versecast.org. And that's pretty much all I got. Uh, Ace, you just you just, you just run out of steam. Ace, over there. he's just out of steam. Ace, where can the good I, folks find you? I am Ace Azamine on Robert Space Industries. My in-game handle is Xwing Jockey. My email address is aceazamine87 at gmail.com. and you can find me on um, Steam as Delando D I L A N D A U eight seven. 
So I said, I got, I'll still have a little, little bit of energy left. Yeah, because you only do one show, and you <laughs> barely do notes. I'm also, I'm also a, a night owl, so <laughs> it helps. Oh man. Hey, hey, my lack of notes does not mean that we don't have in depth and good discussion. I, I will say we have had a great and in depth discussion every single time we've done, uh, done the show or done, done your segment. Um, but for those of you in the viewing uh, audience, we constantly give uh, Ace a hard time about his notes. And tonight he's like, "Hey, did you guys see my notes, which he posted while we were doing the other show?" And we went, "No," and we went over and looked at them, and it's four line items. I think he needs to trim them down. That's because I do though. a lot of thinking. Ahead I think, yeah, of time. I th- yeah. Your your notes are really long, uh, Ace. You probably need to trim that down to two sentences. Hey, if we're gonna be inside baseball, most of the notes I'm seeing here are just three dots. So, <laughs> shh, Ace doesn't need to, or Gleep doesn't need to know that. <laughs> uh, you can email the show at comms at versecast.org. You can find us on Steam. Just search for Versecast. Uh, follow us on Twitter. We are at Versecast. Uh, make sure to use that hashtag TGWS. Go to robertspaceindustries.com slash org slash versecast to join our organization. We'd love to have you. Uh, push us over that 200 mark, which we've hit. We need to, put, we need to get over the 300, and then 500, and then 1,000. Just the sky's the limit, and we can only get there Are we going for Imperium you. size here? Ye- no. That's too big. We need, we need <laughs> to have a community where we can, you know have a community uh, versecast.org is our community website we have our forums we got the podcast links and stuff um, got voice server uh, plenty of stuff going over, going on over there make sure to check out Dietrich's posts they're very in depth really well written um, which I have put into its own sub forum uh, I saw that thank you very much for doing yeah, that yeah so people can easily find them there um Go upvote us on RSI. Go to hub.versecast.org. That forwards right to that page. And leave a comment. Uh, we might uh, start reading those comments alongside iTunes reviews. We'll have to see how that goes. Um, speaking of iTunes, just search for Versecast. Leave us a review. It would help us out, out a lot. Um, I think that, that wraps it up. Until next time, then, we are Those Guys with Ships, and this has been our community podcast. See you guys. See you in the verse. Bye. You know, Ace, for the, for the record, I'm scrolling through our notes right now, and there's like two sections that have dot, dot, dots, and everything else is filled in. You don't know how difficult it is to make notes like this. We, John and I worked so hard this week, and Gleep's not here, and this is how you treat us. The notes are literally 14 pages long. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. How dare you, sir? How dare you? Dot dot wow. dot. <laughs> are we are we done now? Are you guys done chewing me out? Is this, is this it? Dot. How dare you, sir? Okay, I think I'm done now. I thought we could end on a dot dot dot. Dot dot dot.